Coming up on this week's Judica County Radio with Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, it's mystery questions. The legal questions will come from all over and they will answer them. That's all coming up next on Judica County Radio. And now, welcome into Judica County Radio. Your hosts, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina, and offices conveniently located for you Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. If you've got a legal situation you're facing, well, they can answer your questions. You've got them. You can always call the firm, 800 659 1186. That's 800 659 1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call is about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can email your questions to the show, info at judicacounty.com. That's info at judicacounty.com. We'll answer those questions on a future broadcast. We have Another edition of Mystery Questions. So excited. Uh, we'll see where the guys are going to go. So, Josh, take it away. You know, I like this format. You know, we've been doing this a couple of shows in a row, uh, you know, but we got these mystery questions. It's questions that we cold uh, from the, the Internet, the interwebs and listener questions that we get asked. And we change them around a little bit to, to you know, make the facts easier to talk about on the on the radio, on the podcast. And, and so that's what we do. We got a, we got a mountain of mystery questions and, you know, me and Joseph, we haven't, we haven't looked at these ahead of time. We don't know what's coming at us. So we just kind of take it, take it as it comes. Right, Joseph. That's right, man. We don't do any preparation. <laughs> no, there's just shooting, 0% shooting from the hip on, on these. But, uh, the goal, you know, the goal of the show is, you know, the reason that we, me and Joe do this is, uh, we are, you know, managing partners of the law firm of Whitaker and Hamer. And we've got offices like Morgan tells you, we've got offices all throughout the state of North Carolina. We are practicing North Carolina attorneys. And uh, the reason we do this show is uh, we enjoy it. That's, that's number one, but number two, uh, we, we try to be helpful. So the folks who are listening, the folks who dial us in, download the podcast, we try to answer uh, some legal questions that you may have things that, that may come up in your, day-to-day life and uh, try to give you some, some insight. I think we're a little more informative than the, uh, the judge shows, right? The judge shows on daytime TV. Yeah. Way more, way more. I just saw one. I'm not going to, again, I say this every episode. I don't feel like getting sued. So I never say any names or anything, but I just saw an advertisement for one. This judge shows on cable where they have like a jury of famous people. Have you seen this one? That's pretty cool. Right. So it's, it's it's the judge show. So you've got the judge and it's kind of like a sarcastic, you know, um, judge no one wants like a nice reasonable judge on these cable tv shows they want like a yeah you don't want anybody but i mean you could just go to court and watch <laughs> just go to court and watch actual litigation take place so you want a judge that's yeah uh, they're all seem mean right all the popular ones seem like super mean you never want to mean i think judge. the meaner the better man and on the tv at least and then uh or more sarcastic i like a no-nonsense tv judge but this whoever produced this show man they were thinking because there's I don't know how many people I is. I heard it I heard the commercial. I heard it on a podcast. It was a commercial on a podcast, but yeah, they have famous people in the jury. And again, I don't know how many people are in that jury, but like they were naming some of the names and there were names like I recognized. Mm. So I guess the jury is going to be able to like deliberate on the case now. That's pretty cool. If you're into that kind of thing, I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not going to watch it, but I trust that you will. But somebody was thinking, man, somebody said, you know what? These shows are making a killing. How can I put like a little bit of spin on it and make my own show? And the show will probably do really good. If you ever got sick from school back in the day, um, back in, back in your day or my day mm-hmm. and you'd stay home and you always had the same shows that would come on, you know, mm-hmm. you remember those shows? Yeah, Price, like is, Price right. is Right would yeah. be one of those. But there was soap operas, soap operas back when we only had. Yeah, network. but I would, that's not the channel I was focused on, man. You know, I'd, I'd change from that. I'd go to like judge shows. Jerry Springer was one. That was a common staple during the daytime if I was sick. Yeah, I'm a little. Made me feel better, man. Jerry, Jerry Springer's like chicken soup. For a sick young yeah, boy. I'm a little older than you. So we had, well, Price yeah, is Right. A little bit. Still, but, but card charts, man. Card Sharks was a good show. What's that about? The Card Sharks. You were basically playing like uh, Blackjack. In the ocean with sharks? Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was just like a game. It was just like people gambling? It was was just a game show. It was like Price is Right, but the game you were playing was like Blackjack. That sounds pretty cool, actually. Who hosted that? Uh... You remember Morgan? You know about card charts. Was it? Uh, I mean, was I'm it? Was it, like was it Wink? Was it Wink Martindale? Maybe uh, I don't I think don't so. Know. Wink mm. Martin. That's a really cool name, though. I like it. Nah. I get you. I got. It. Don't worry. But uh, don't worry. We didn't have Jerry Springer back then. 1978. 
No, it wasn't 1978. That's when it premiered. Car Sharks premiered in like 1978. No way. 19... are you telling me that the internet's a liar? Oh, they're in well, reruns. They, they were in reruns when you found it. I got you. No, man. It was. It, it was came a, out 1978. All right, who Hard hosted it? I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Who hosted it? All right, hold on. I'll tell you. I'll I tell was, you. Look, it had a comeback. Too. I was two years old in 1978. I wasn't watching Hard right. Concept made it, uh, made it in it four separate times since its debut in 1978. Part of the CBS show Game Show Marathon. Uh, Jim Perry no. as the host from 78 to 81. So you're not even original card shark nah, guy. Nah. You're, you're, you're a, you're reboot like after your reboot guy. Yeah. You're a reboot 86 to 89. It came back out with Bob Eubanks. That's it. Bob Bob Eubanks. All right. That's the one. So don't look at me. Like I'm, <laughs> what incentive do I have to lie to you about when card sharks started? Bob Eubanks. That's the one. It sounds great. It's got a really robust Wikipedia page. It was a good show, man. It and came it, back from uh, 2019 to 2021 with Joel McHale. Oh, really? Yeah, you know no clue guy. on that guy. He's a pretty funny guy. Hmm. That McHale. guy, he was on Community. He was on, uh, he had the, was it Talk Soup? Was that the one that he had? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. pretty popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that guy. Anyways, it sounds great. And if I was a young boy in school <laughs> from 86 to 89, I would try to get sick so I could stay home. I thought you were it. going, I thought this, you were building up to talk about Judge Wapner. No, I man. thought that's where you were going. Because Judge that was, Wapner, yeah. Which one was that? That was the uh, original one. Maybe, but again, you you're you're pretending like we're the same age, man. <laughs> and I realize you're not that much older than me, but it's a huge <laughs> generational gap in terms of dumb things like this that <laughs> what, we talk about. Morgan, what was Judge Wapner? Which what was his? Uh, I, the only the, was only the first one. Yeah, the only the only uh, I guess recognition I have on Wapner was from Rain Man because that's what. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, ah. he kept going, Judge Wapner, Judge Wapner. Whatever. It was the original Judge TV he show. He was the yeah, American Judge and TV personality. Yep. Yep. What was the show? Uh, the show, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Presiding Judge. Hold on a second. You guys are really putting me to work. People's Court. <laughs> people's Court. Yeah. The People's Court. Yeah, the People's Court. That was the first. That's the one for everybody. That was the first court show. Yeah, sure. And what was the bailiff was rusty, right? Went rusty the bailiff. God, you you making me you're making me go so deep, man. The bailiff was like 109 years old, and I think his name was Rusty. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Davy John. We're we're talking about. There's all these errors of the show. I got to go back to the beginning. <laughs> I got to go back to the start. But they they at least pretended like it was real court. It wasn't like yeah. they were pretending like you were watching like a real, rusty yeah. Bar- rusty Burrell. <laughs> yeah, rusty. yeah, where they you remember all, that? You can remember the name of the show. All rise, and the judge walks in. <laughs> what was Rusty gonna do if something broke out at? Uh... I'd be that honestly, man. That sounds like a mix between a court show and Jerry Springer, where it just breaks out and Rusty just goes around knocking heads. <laughs> I could I could do that, man. You know anybody that was on any of those uh, cheesy? I don't. I do. Work with a guy in the kit, the pool kitchen back at my old job, and he was a, uh, he was on one of those. It's like a dis- dispute over a mattress. That's <laughs> 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 pretty cool, man. Well, you know what we should do if we were a smarter man. Shout out to Johnny. We should, we should go back and watch Old People's Court and get our mystery questions from Old People's Court episodes. Yeah, yeah, man. That sounds like a win-win for everybody involved. That'll take some time. Or Jerry Springer. Watch Jerry Springer episodes. Get some fact patterns from that. I like that. I like that. Well, we don't have those today. I was going to say, it sounds like open container research uh, weekend over at Josh's house. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Uh, But no, no, Morgan, we got a fine idea for a segment right there. We got got mystery questions all show long today. All right. And it's not because it's not because we're lazy either. It's because we. We enjoy it. We enjoy it. That's no. right. right. And, and it provides our listeners with, uh, you know, ideas about if they've got a legal question that they're they're facing, well, we may actually get to it in, in a category, or they can actually call 800-659-1186, get in touch with Whitaker and Hamer, leave their contact information, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch with them and they can get their questions answered. They can also email their questions to the show, info at judicacounty.com. That's info at judicacounty.com. And again, we'll answer those questions on a future program. And just a reminder, Josh and Joe are managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina, and offices, as we always say, in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and in Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, Consumer Advocate. We are back on the other side with more mystery questions. Actually, we'll get to our first mystery question. That's coming up next.
Judica County Radio, hosted by Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina, offices conveniently located for you, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and in Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We hit the legalese. We talk about different legal situations that can come up and how the lawyers would handle them. Also, if you've got a legal situation that you are facing and you've got, you know, you need some answers to your questions, you can always call Whitaker and Hammer, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call is about, and an attorney will be in touch with you from Whitaker and Hammer. And you can also email your question to the show. We'll answer them uh, on a future program, info at judicacounty.com. That's info at judicacounty.com. All right, it's mystery question time. Josh, take it away. Well, I got I must I got two questions that kind of kind of ask the same thing in different ways, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with those uh, questions, Joseph. I like that, man, because we can get practice answering it the first time, and then by the second time we answer it, we'll be really good at it. So it, these are questions. Uh, so the first question is, how do I find a lawyer just to ask legal questions? All right, how do I find a lawyer just to ask legal questions? And I'm gonna combine that question with. How do I get, this person said cheap. I'm not going to, I'm going to leave that out. How do I get legal advice, but not representation? So those are two questions about how to get legal advice, uh, how to find a lawyer just to ask legal questions. These are, these are questions that are kind of about finding a lawyer and, you know, what, what you can ask a lawyer in a consult, basically the consult process. And I always forget this. Before I went to law school, before I worked for attorneys, before I was attorney, uh, you know, growing up, I remember it was always a big deal. Like my family needed to reach out if we, you know, got a speeding ticket or I remember when my parents got a will done. Um, you know, I remember when I got a couple of um, speeding tickets. I, I was mentioning speeding tickets already, but the few, you know, not everybody has to go to a lawyer very often. And so a lot of folks don't really know how it works. Right, Joseph? That's what I would say. Yeah, a lot of people don't know how it works, man. That's a very that's a fair statement. You started off with your question and it was like, How do I find a lawyer? I was like, well, you just open your browser and you type in wh.lawyer to take right. it to our website. <laughs> Slam the book shut, man. That's the answer. You know, and, and that you know, even that's changed. You know, when I first got started, um, you know, we uh, my I think my first year was what, oh three. So my first year was oh three. So I've been doing this since two thousand three, which doesn't seem doesn't seem like a long time, but it's uh it's it's been a minute. And, uh, you know, when I first got started, attorneys would outbid each other to get the back page of the phone book. That was the best way you could advertise as an attorney is you spend tens of thousands of dollars to have your ad on the back of the phone book. And it was a real slam dunk when you got it. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, when was the last time you saw a phone book? uh, It's been it's been a minute. It blew my kids minds if I was like, this is a thing. I feel like we got one delivered not too long ago and the kids were confused. Yeah, like, like, what, what, are, what are these numbers? <laughs> these names and numbers. But that used to be a big deal, man, the phone book. I remember the phone book, man. You think I've never looked anything up in the phone book? They uh, look like an infant to you. But you would. You'd spend some money. And if you couldn't get like they they'd price out the back page, they price out the spine. I remember we had a client who who got the spine of the phone book and that was can't remember how much money that was just an ungodly amount of money but now it's all internet yeah all, how sad are those phone book maker guys man they're still around they were living large at one point i, I doubt they're living quite as large these days I, I still get solicited from time to time and i'm like you're like you're not gonna fool me <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna fool me brother like we don't have any advertising budget set up but no it's somebody's still using it though man oh yeah people, i wonder what the percentages of people who like strictly rely on a phone book man because you had to, yeah anyway. less than one like point oh five like i don't even know man it's got to be ridiculous <laughs> the um so that you know that used to be a big thing that's how you would find an attorney right you crack open the phone book and then it had attorneys broken out by practice area and then now well, you got the google yeah and, and 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 back to your question you know it sounds like this person may be you know you you can you can go and sit down with an attorney it doesn't mean you have to hire that person right like it doesn't mean that that you're going to sign an, a formal engagement agreement with this person and it's not like you sit down with me and you're we're doing whatever it is like you've got no choice um you always have a choice you know you can just come in and get advice that's not that happens i mean 
there's a large percentage of consultations that are nothing but that because not every situation is going to require some form of tangible action. A lot of times it's just talking through a situation and, and just, again, getting some legal advice. Yeah, you know, the good thing about our firm is we, we kind of try to build our firm over time where we can handle multiple practice areas, right? So we have, uh, you know, our, our thing, our tagline has always been your law firm for life. And so what we try to do is any situation that you encounter, we're going to have an attorney <clears throat> who, who works in that area who can, who can consult with you. And that's like, like Joe said, that's what happens. You, you find an attorney you want to consult with. Some, some things attorneys don't charge to sit down with you on, some things they do. And yeah, you just, you've got a certain amount of time. Some, some attorneys do 30 minute consults, some do an hour. And you're just going to talk about your legal issue with, with that attorney. And that attorney can answer some questions for you. Uh, they can get you on the right track, but yeah, you're not, uh, you're not obligated to that attorney. That attorney is not obligated to you. I met with plenty of people who probably needed legal help, but they, you know, we, we could tell for whatever reason, it wasn't going to be a good fit. And a lot of times it's just as simple as you can have a legitimate issue that, that is, is a really tough situation that you're fully in the right you know, legally speaking, morally speaking, it's a slam dunk. And it just doesn't make monetary sense to pursue based on, you know, what you're looking to recover versus what your actual damages are. And, and, and that's a conversation we have to have with people a lot. It's like, what is this worth to you? Like, yes, you, you're, you're, you're right, right? And we can get that. We, it's, it's not an issue of whether you're going to win, it's a, it's a matter of whether it's going to be worth what it's going to cost you to get to that point. Um, and, and it's really just a, it's a, what's it worth to you type of thing, you know? Yeah. So people sit down with me a, a lot of times and kind of give me the, 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 what their issue is. And then as attorneys, we try to pick the legal issues because some, you know, a, a people will come in and tell me, uh, you know, a really long story has been building up over time and, you know, now we're in this position and some of the backstory is not important to an attorney. You know, attorneys, we kind of carve it up. And we're like, shut up, people. We don't want to hear this, right? <laughs> we carve it up and say, okay, well, this isn't, this isn't important. This is important. This is what you could sue for. This is how you defend yourself. You know, we kind of give you the, the plan. But the, the consult is, is, is kind of like an interview. We're interviewing the client. Client's kind of getting a, an interview with us. We're talking about your legal issues. And sometimes we solve the problem in the consult. Sometimes it's just an easy... Yeah, you can't do that. We're that good. Yeah. So sometimes you get it all wrapped up. If you just have a couple of questions, you get what you need done. Um, and sometimes you you figure out like, hey, this is what you'd have to do. This is what you're looking at in attorney's fees. You know, if you want to go forward, this is, you know, what you, you know, you, you, we sign an engagement agreement and then you you go from there. But, you know, you, you're not obligated to an attorney just for a consult. Yeah, just because you sit down doesn't mean you're locked in. Um, now, that is to say, you know, there is something to be said about sitting down with an attorney. Like you sit down and you consult with an attorney. There are implications of that uh, in terms of, you know, really that attorney's ability to represent another party related to that matter. Like there's conflict rules that, that could potentially conflict that attorney out in, in that situation. Um, so it's not like it has no impact, but it doesn't have any impact on your ability to say, Hey, I don't like this lawyer. I'm going to go, I'm going to either do nothing or I'm going to, I'm going to go and talk to somebody else about this as well. Like so you're, you're it, certainly welcome to get a, a second opinion if need be. I was going to say, so it's almost, it's an interview process where you're going to, it's a kind of a get to know you. You're going to get to know the situation. They're going to get yep. to know you. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about the fact that we do a lot of times get this long, engaging backstory. And I joke about, you know, but I joke about not wanting to hear that. That's not necessarily the case because, you know, we're we're attorneys. Right. But there's also that attorney and counselor at law piece. And it's not like we're like certified counselors. Of course, that's not the case. But there's something to be said about talking through these situations with people. And so a lot of times that's part of the benefit of coming to somebody is, is being able to kind of get it all out there. And, uh, and, and I like to say we try to also offer a counseling in quotes piece of, of, of things in, in terms of like just trying to hear people, let people be heard, and, and again, just, just advise on those situations from a full like a full perspective, right? Like from the legal aspect, but, but just really all across the board as well. Yeah. You, we, you know, you, if you, and there's, and there's different kinds of consults, right? So if you've decided it's finally time for you to do your estate plan, you know, you'd meet with an attorney who handles, you know, estate planning and they're going to ask 
a lot of times I know at least here at our firm, we'll, we'll get you to fill out some information ahead of time. You're still not obligated to anything. You know, we just want to, we want to be able to actually use your consult time to consult with you instead of asking for information. So estate planning consults kind of go one way. Like if you've just been in a car accident and we're helping you with a personal injury, those consults, you know, we're obviously asking a lot of questions about the accident, what you're doing before, what happened after. Um, I do a lot of business law consults where we're talking about a prospective business venture and how to best protect our client from liability, set everything up. Uh, we're not CPAs, but we still look at everything. What's, what's the most advantageous legally, uh, you know, taxes, things like that, things to, things to keep in mind. So every type of consult, you know, a, a speeding ticket consult, isn't that, you know, you know, we're going to ask you questions about your driving record. And, and so you, you got to be willing to give your attorney some information too, so they can help you. I love those speeding ticket consults, man. Like to, <laughs> they go fast. Like to make, yeah, I like I like to pull up the driving simulator and make people do a couple laps. And <laughs> no. no, I mean, there's there's rarely going to be a speeding ticket consult. You have to have a pretty serious speeding ticket to need a speeding ticket consult, man. Or some some various other you know charges that go with it. Sometimes just speeding tickets, just uh, the tip yeah. of the iceberg for yeah, for just just a speeding ticket, man. Let me tell you that you're you're going to get so inundated with with ad letters from folks that uh. You can just be drowning in those before you can get to anybody's office to sit down about it. So good old speeding tickets, man. Judica County Radio, your host, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Offices located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Farina, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. They're practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. We will continue with our mystery question show. If you've got a legal situation you're facing, you need some answers to your own questions, you can always call Whitaker and Hamer, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call is about. An attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch, and you can always email your questions right here to the show, info at judicacounty.com. That's info at judicacounty.com. We're back right after this. Welcome back into Judica County Radio. Your host, Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Offices located right here in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Farina, way over there in Gastonia, and way down by the coast, Moorhead City. And again, it's always about legalese. They're practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Your law firm for life. I like that. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. If you've got a legal situation you're facing, you can always call the firm 800-659-1186 that's 800-659-1186 leave your contact information briefly what that call is about and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch and email your questions to the show info at judicacounty.com it is mystery question time so Josh take it away all right next mystery question is is one we haven't had I don't think we've touched on this in a while this is coming from a contractor right so this would be somebody electrician, uh, you know, general contractor, plumber, anybody who's done work on on someone's residence or building or, or place of business. So this guy is saying he did $15,000 worth of work. Excuse me, he did $9,000 worth of work on someone's house. And he's trying to figure out if he should, his question is, should I sue in small claims court or file a mechanics lien? That's his, that's his question. What do you think about that, Joseph? Oh, man. Um, that's a, that's a very good, uh, very good question. I want to tell him congratulations on the question. Tell him congrats. I, I uh, we would love to assist him with that. And um, you know, small claims is generally going to involve a dispute less than ten thousand dollars. So we're talking about would you say fifteen thousand? No, I did. I did say fifteen thousand, but it was actually it was actually nine. So in North Carolina, small wait, wait, it was actually nine. I what said, happened? You, you, weren't, to, you weren't listening. You trying, trying to throw me off here, man? <laughs> You're right. I wasn't listening. So I, I originally did say 15,000. I like to I, not listen to what you say and then still try to answer. I'm trying to see if I'm good enough to still answer your question, so, even if I don't listen to you. So our, our guys, our guys claim could technically, you could technically do that in small claims. You got to breach a contract issue. It's under $10,000. That's usually uh, every state has a different threshold for small claims. And we've talked about small claims. Small claims is designed for um, kind of like people's court, right? Small claims is designed where you don't necessarily need an attorney. It's a magistrate instead of a judge. They they won't really 
they stick to the rules of evidence, but they're very nice to you. They don't yell at you like these mean TV judges. Yeah, you're not getting Judge Wapner up in there. So it's uh, it's unusual to see attorneys in small claims. But uh, so this guy's got an option. He could sue in small claims, or he's actually in North Carolina. If you you've done a certain type of work on a land or a residence, you could file what's called a mechanics lien. And I would argue that anytime you have the option to file a mechanics lien, that's your that's your better option. Yeah, that was going to be my thing, man. Because what are you ultimately getting out of small claims court, right? Like, what, what's your what's your best case result? Well, I think before you even go there, it's just you talk about, like, the process of a mechanics lien and what it does immediately. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, your ultimate result, if you go through the entire process of small claims and you win some kind of a judgment against somebody, mechanics lien is going to be much quicker, much faster, arguably just to secure and and it's going to get you to the same end result essentially you know if you're if you've done work on property a judgment is only worth what the the person that you're getting that judgment against is worth right so um if you get a judgment against somebody who's who's kind of worthless or who who's not going to pay you who owns no real property things of that nature then it's not going to be worth a whole lot like it's there but it may never you may never realize anything from it now um the mechanics lien, we're talking about a situation where you've done work on someone's real property in this hypothetical. So you know this is a person that has property. And putting that that lien out there on that property is going to, it ties to the property. Anybody who's doing a title search on that property is going to come upon that lien. And it's going to be something that's going to get taken care of before that property can be sold or disposed of in any way. So mechanics lien is going to be quicker in this scenario. It's going to be faster. It's going to It'd be of equal benefit, in my opinion. Um, and you don't have to do all the legwork of going down to the, the small claims and making the arguments and things like that. So, yeah, I agree with you. A mechanics lien is quick. A mechanics lien, if you're within your, there's some, there's some time limits in every state. North Carolina, you've got 120 days from the last day you did actual real work on the property to file a lien. Um, an attorney usually will help you out with that. You could also, in theory, uh, file one on your own. You don't have to have an attorney. Uh, but if you file a lien properly, that's uh, that acts as a judgment right away. Now, there's still, you know, within 180 days, you have to actually go ahead and file that lawsuit. You can't do that in small claims. You'd be in district court at that point. But the lien is quick. It's easy. Usually it can be filed within a day or two, and it uh, it does some damage while it's there. Eventually, litigation does come into play. Uh, but these mechanics liens, uh, you know, you see a lot of these, like somebody's done work, and they know the person's about to sell the house. And a mechanics lien filed correctly would have to get paid, you know, when that property was sold or before that property was was refied. Um, so mechanics lien is definitely the quickest way. You know, small claims would take a little longer. Small claims can you can get a judgment, but then it gets appealed. It can get appealed to district court. You can have a district court trial on it. It, it just moves a little slower. Mechanics liens are specifically allowed for certain people and, and they move fast. So I think, I think a mechanics lien is the way to go there just based on the, the facts that we have. That's going to be my vote too, man. I think we're in consensus that the mechanics leans the play next. All right. Well, here's the next question. And again, you know, some of these questions so far, I haven't minded these questions today. No, they've been, I mean, you've done what too. Well, that's three, good. It's your three. show. I mean, come yeah, on. I was going to say you're picking them, man, but they are mystery questions. So, so this one, this one is, is I'm less, I'm less excited about, but it's the thing that happens. I could tell I was looking and I saw you looking and you looked pretty depressed. All right. Our bartender for, uh, I got to read this again. Bartender for a canceled wedding won't refund our deposit. Do we have a case against the bartender? Our bartender for a wedding won't refund our deposit. I mean, okay. So I'm going to say this is a contract specific question, right? So what's your agreement with this bartender? You know, let's assume, assuming there is an agreement. What's your agreement with this bartender look like? That's where we're going to start at. Um, and then we're going to have to ask some additional questions too. Like it, it, assuming that he's just taking the money and run. Yeah. You're going to have an action against him. Right. But, uh, are there any facts we're missing? I'm sure there is. I, I imagine if this bartender is smart and at least has like a little one page contract or something, I imagine this deposit is non-refundable if your event is canceled. Yeah. You know, in a certain amount of time before the date, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the wedding industry, the entertainment industry, your caterers, your florists, your bartenders, your bands, your entertainment, they all have contracts that probably 
require a deposit, right? So they, cause they're not actively seeking another event. Yeah. They're taking themselves off the market, man. And so that deposit usually goes, goes hard, right? Becomes non-refundable at a certain, at a certain point. Um, when they really couldn't get another job, you know, that's, that's what it's there for. So yeah, we're missing some facts here. I, I don't, again, I don't know how, hopefully it wasn't like the day of the wedding. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But again, it, it boils down to what did you agree to, right? Like assuming that there is an agreement, even if it's the most simple agreement, what'd you agree to now in the absence of an agreement? It was well, the wild, wild west. It's the wild, wild west. <laughs> wicked, wicked, wild. That was a terrible movie, by the way. Oh, I didn't watch it. Yeah, yeah you, that's the one time where I can be like, you made the right call. <laughs> I can just go to my grave never seeing the wild, wild west. No, oh, is yeah, this, is, you're talking about the latest Will Smith version? Yeah, not the late. I mean, it's old, right? But this was a time when Will Smith was killing it, right? And I was a younger kid, and uh, everything he did was gold. And the previews for Wild Wild West come out. I'm like, no, it looks fantastic. It's going to be great, right? Mm. It was terrible. Isn't that the one that had the big spider? Or something? Had yeah. a big spider. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Steam. I hated it. I hadn't seen it since then. Maybe if I saw it again. Uh, I don't think it probably holds up too yeah, I don't well. think it does. No, I wouldn't waste the time. All right, I won't. You were an adult when, when you saw it, Morgan, so I'll take your word for it. I was, <laughs> I was a kid and I didn't like it, and that was like right in my wheelhouse, so... But no, if you if you don't have a yeah if you don't have a if you don't have a contract you're kind of and you know, we're I'm assuming in this situation we're not talking about like thousands upon thousands of dollars so this probably isn't a matter that's worth time or energy for litigation you know let's say it's a you know two hundred fifty dollar deposit which two hundred fifty dollars is nothing it's not chump change but are you willing to throw several hundred dollars you know at filing in small claims or hiring an attorney to write a letter that's kind of we're right back to that same conundrum, man. Like, what's it worth to you? Yeah, we what's talk, it worth? I usually will talk to people in a consult, you know, for depending on the amount of money we're talking about, you know, do you want to throw good money after bad? Is going after this money worth the the new money you're going to have to pay? Filing fees, attorney's fees, is it going to be worth it? And sometimes the answer is 100% yes. Yeah. Sometimes the answer is 100% no, and sometimes the answer is it's, it's a close call. Sometimes it's 62% That's maybe. Right. <laughs> I like to be – we, we, we got to be honest with people, man. You, like I'm not going to sit down and tell anybody that – they got to be the one that makes the decision of whether it's worth it. I'm going to tell you what it's going to cost yeah. straight up because that's the la- – like the last thing you want is a client that you have talked into litigating and you haven't given them an accurate picture of one, what they're going to pay, and two, what they're going to recover. I want that to be super transparent, man. There's no win. Like maybe, maybe as an attorney, you could make potentially more money by doing this, but you're going to have people who are very upset with you, man. Right. Yeah. yeah. People, people need to know the, the process that's in front of them. People need to know what it's going to cost. They, they, they need to know what their time commitment's going to be. It's, you know, and it can be formidable depending on, on the facts and, and people need to be ready for that. Cause it's, you don't want them to find out a couple of months in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the wrong time for them to find out. Judica County Radio, Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer are your hosts of the Managing Partners Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Offices located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. They're practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Again, your law firm for life. The number to call if you've got a legal question and you need some answers, you can call the firm, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. And just leave your contact information, briefly what the call is about. Out, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can email your questions to the show, info at judicacounty.com. That's info at judicacounty.com. We have more mystery questions coming up on the other side. Judica County Radio, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners and practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. You can find them at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, your law firm for life. Offices located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and in Moorhead City. If you've got a legal situation, you can always call the firm, 800-659-1186. If you've got a question, you need some answers, call the firm, 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call is about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can email your questions to the show, info, that's I-N-F-O, at judicacounty.com. That's info at judicacounty.com. Mystery questions, here we go, Josh. Take it away. All right, so how many we've done? We've done four or five? Four. Um, I think it's four. 
That was a, I'm going to count that as a mystery question. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've got it. This is an interesting mystery question. So this really isn't a fact pattern. This is more of just a question about a legal thing. And so our, our, our listener here is asking, what is unjust enrichment? What is unjust enrichment? Um, yeah. So basically unjust enrichment would apply in a situation where you have something that has been done. Some service has been done and there's value for that service. And the court agrees that there's value for that service, but there was no contract in place at the time the service was performed. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the example. My professor, my law professor gave me when we talked the day in contracts, first semester contracts, we were talking about uh, unjust enrichment and unjust enrichment. Uh, the way he did this to us, his, uh, his example was, let's say you're a painter and you go out and you've got this address written down and you're going to paint the house. And, you know, it's a weekday. Everybody's at work. You go to this address and you paint the house and everything looks good. You're all done. You wrap up. You find out your bill's not paid. And come to come to find out you had the wrong address. You painted the wrong house. Ouch. So you had a contract with the next door neighbor to paint their house. Uh, you didn't do it. It was your own mistake. And you went and you painted somebody's house who didn't hire you. Maybe it needed paint. Maybe it looks great. Maybe you did the best job you've ever done. But that person did not contract with you to get their house painted. Uh, but you can't take the loss on this. You got you to gotta do something. And uh, in this scenario, the painter sued the house owner that got painted for, uh, couldn't sue him for breach of contract because there was no contract. There was no written contract. There was no verbal agreement. These people didn't know each other. So he sued him for unjust enrichment, which is basically a legal theory saying, hey, I did some stuff. You got the benefit of it. You haven't paid for it. I'm out money. That's basically what unjust enrichment says. Um. And I always like that example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always talk about unjust enrichment. This is what I remember from law school. We would always talk about a uh, quantum merit. You remember that yeah, one? Yeah. Which is the uh, that's the just the reasonable value of the benefit conferred. I think that's the way they described it. I always that always stuck with me. I thought it was a cool word. Never get to use it. I'm using it right now though. Well, we it's so always I think that counts. A lot of times it's a backup claim. You know, if you're suing somebody for breach of contract or you don't have the best written contract or you've got like a verbal contract. It's kind of like a backup claim. Yeah. It's pay me what, pay me the fair amount for what I've done for you. Well, now, and what is the fair amount? You haven't agreed to amount, right? So that's going to be something that gets litigated. What is the reasonably fair amount? Yeah. Anytime you're talking about something like that and you're talking about the court making that determination, we're talking about nine times out of 10, we're talking about a reasonableness standard. What is reasonable? The average. I don't have the answer. Yeah, the, but uh, the, the, you're gonna evidence as to what is reasonable. That's right. Going to make a determination. Yeah, and I think in our and I think in our example where the homeowner didn't ask for the service, um, that that person's going to have a hard time. It's going to be a lot harder. Yeah. yeah. Versus, and then you're talking about subjective something as subjective as paint, and you know, there's a lot. That's a trickier situation. Um, yeah. So that that's an unjust enrichment. It's kind of it's kind of a backup claim. Like if I don't have any other claims at all. You know, you know, I, I I painted the house, and that that has an a you know a value, and then you argue about the value. But this case is probably a loser for our for our painter in our in our example. So your guy always used the, the paint in the house. My guy, my 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 professor, whoever he may have been, he would always use the uh, cutting the grass. That was his scenario. Somebody cutting your grass. I feel like that's easier than painting your whole house. Yeah, painting your whole house, you have to suspend some disbelief. You know, now with like ringing doorbells and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. But what if what are you going to do? You're going to tell them to stop? Yeah. If they're painting, yeah, but if they're cutting your grass, well, I think that just, I, I think that know. changes the facts. I think if you're aware of it, you allow it to continue. Now, I think you're you're looking at maybe having to fork over some money. They there. got this guy. There's this guy on YouTube, and he just goes around and he just finds the worst yards. Oh, I've seen you've seen guy. that guy. Yeah. yeah, and he just he offers to do it for free. That'd be a pretty sick hustle to go and do it and then sue him for unjust enrichment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he does that. He does a good. He does good work back. He guy. does do good work, man, and it's very satisfying. Like I wouldn't want to do it. I, I would do it if like I wasn't. My body wouldn't hurt after. Like I had unlimited energy and time. Like it looks like it would be a very worthwhile thing to do. But I don't have those things. And who would have? You know, this this always surprises me, man. The people that think of these angles to get popular on social media. I mean, this guy is a good landscaper. He has, has arguably a successful landscaping business, and he's just started doing this to get bring attention to his business right and then we both seen this guy yeah yeah maybe unless there's like a bunch of guys doing well maybe there's probably the same guy man 
this is the guy, this guy, he's out there shoveling. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that guy. That guy's good, man. Get that guy on the show. Well, people never trust him either when he's telling them. Yeah, and then they're he's like, yeah, because, but he's, these are the, no disrespect to these people, but if these, these are the people that their yards are, they're real, man, they're real bad yards. And so they're probably, I mean, they're probably a little embarrassed, you know, and and they know he's filming it. But yeah, they never believe him, dude. They never do. He has to. He has to really sell them on that idea. It's probably because they're listeners of the show and they've been listening to us talk about quantum Merowit. That's right. They just don't want to get stuck with one of those quantum Merowit claims. <laughs> they're, they're learning a lot of. But in that life. case, they're bargaining, and the bargain is he's offering to do it for free. So you know. Well, and there's so many scams out there, guys. I can understand why people are like, "What? No. Oh yeah. You know, they yeah. they, they don't yeah, want to believe that it's uh, you know complimentary." We had a storm come through not too long ago. Uh, it was that. It was like last year. We had that straight windstorm. It blew off my 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 roof was getting old. Blew off a lot of shingles, and I had a roofer every day coming by. Like, <laughs> hey man, yep. your roof your roof looks real. You got to respect that hustle, man. <laughs> you got to respect that hustle, dude. The funny thing is, I I'm not even kidding you, man. This is a true story. I don't even know any roofers, and I swear to you, someone was like talking about your house like some <laughs> random roofer guy I was like they've been trying to get up with your friend josh for a while now that's a true story i can't remember who told me that the uh yeah so we had we had a really bad looking roof for about 30 days and it was the it was the talk of the town there but you had every service. roof on, on the planet trying to come fix it for you mm. too all right uh all right next mystery question so this guy's got a joint account all does right. it say who it's with all right oh it's his parents so th- this guy and his parents have a joint account and his parents took all the money out of the joint account, and he's wanting to know what he can do about it. I'm going to change the fact pattern to make it even more. Sue your parents. Uh, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to say it's just two. It's just a couple. Okay. It's just it's just two people, and they've got one joint account. Maybe they wow. fund it to pay their bills. They got one joint account. It's got money in it. One of the one of the they go their separate ways, and somebody cleans it out. What can the other person do about it? That's the question I think this is. All right. you, I was with you with the parents, right? And then you started adding I changed it. my head I started spinning. It. I changed it. You got, you got just a couple. Okay. Just just two All people right. who live together. Yep. Let's say they got a joint account. They gotcha. fund it to pay bills, things sure. like that. Both on the account. Both on the account. Yeah. Um, and one of them, they, they break up. One yep. of them cleans it out. Okay. The one who didn't get any money is uh-huh. what can they do about it? What can they do about it? That's what I had to look at. What can you do about it? It's a joint account, brother. Yeah, once you even if it was all your money. Yeah, it's a joint account, man. You you and and in the absence of some like miscellaneous agreement between the two of you that I'm not aware that anyone's got, it's a joint account, man. You've got equal right to the money. Yeah, so there's nothing, you know, there's nothing criminal here. It's not something you could call the cops on. He didn't this person didn't steal anything. They they were on the account. They're entitled to every bit of money that's in there, even if they didn't put any of it in. Um, now you might have a civil action, right? You could definitely sue that person and say, Hey, you know, this was from my inheritance and you didn't earn any of this. None of this was yours. And, but even that's going to be tricky, right? I think it's tricky, but I think it's It's doable. It's a legitimate claim. Yeah. Well, the theory is, you know, that guy's already gone with your hundred thousand dollars. That's exactly. Even if you win, what, you know, what do you get from them? Yeah. That's why you don't put these people on your accounts. That's where we start at. Yeah, you got to be real careful about yeah. making a joint account with somebody. I'm, I agree. I agree with that. We answered that one too quick. That one went fast. That well, was I, fast. My practical advice for these people is is don't don't do that. Don't do that out of the gate. Don't do it early. And then you do you ever really know someone? <laughs> do you ever really know? Do you ever really know your uh, live-in boyfriend that you put on your yeah. account and he takes your parents hundred thousand dollars of inheritance money and he goes to Tijuana, Mexico? Uh, I'm gonna, tell, I'm gonna tell my boys, you know, if that ever happens, I will come back and haunt you for your yeah for your stupidity. Yeah, but, man, we should haunt our children, anyways. I think yeah. that's something we should plan on. They're gonna they need they need the guidance. I don't know. Yeah. I have a feeling all your kids are gonna be forewarned on a number of different <laughs> issues. I'm just guessing. I'm just yeah, guessing. about my ghost <laughs> popping up at every turn. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> all right, Judica County. Well, you're listening. It's Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina, your law firm for life. Office is located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and in Moorhead City. If you've got a legal situation, you need answers to your questions, you can always call the firm, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. 
1-800-529-1186. Leave your contact info, briefly what that call is about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can always email the show info at judicacounty.com. That's info at judicacounty.com. We're back on the other side to wrap up another edition of Judica County Radio. Judica County Radio. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer are your hosts at the managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Offices conveniently located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and in Moorhead City. If you've got a legal situation, you can always contact Whitaker and Hamer. 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call's about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can email your questions to the show. We'll answer them on a future broadcast. Info at judicacounty.com. That's info at judicacounty.com. Josh, go ahead. I was just staring out the window here. We're down at uh, we're down at Shady's on Main Street doing our recording, and it's kind of it's bright and sunny outside. I was kind of staring outside, and I got the stairs. You ever get a case of the stairs? Yeah, I'm facing the opposite way of you, so I only have your face to stare at, <laughs> or a blank wall with an employees only sign on a door. So I've been looking at that. It's, it's your view's way cooler. It's such a nice day. Some of the trees are changing. I'm gonna turn my head, man. I gotta skip. Oh, it is nice out there. Yeah, it's getting to be that time of year where the leaves are changing. It's way better than this dark, dank, depressing old jail. This place picks up at night now. Don't get me wrong. This place is <laughs> hopping. But during the day when there's no patrons here and the lights are partially on and I'm staring at your, your face and the employees only sign. All right. I think it's time for a mystery question. All right. All right. Here's our next mystery question. This one's got a big fact pattern. I'm just going to not. A lot of this. I'm just going to make up my own question. <laughs> There's a, there's a lot going on here, but basically somebody is being made. Uh, it's actually a sad fact pattern. The father has opened an estate for a child. So we have a situation where an adult child has passed away and um, the father is opening up an estate, right? Uh, we've talked about probate. We've talked about opening up an estate and the father has hired an attorney to open up an estate and um, they filed the initial paperwork with the clerk of court in the county where the person uh, was, we always say domiciled, uh, was it where they resided for at least the past six months. And they're waiting on the clerk to finalize everything and send what we call letters, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, every county kind of moves at a different speed, at least here in North Carolina. And so these people are frustrated because they have not received their letters yet. And this document that we call letters, it's a document um, letters of testamentary here because there's a will saying that, Hey, this person's the executor. It allows you to go to banks. It allows you to start uh, collecting assets of the estate and managing the estate's affairs. And that you can't do anything without these letters. It's kind of like a POA when you're alive, right? It's kind of like a power of attorney when you're, when that person's alive that you're acting for when someone's dead, you need these letters from the clerk to deal with banks and things like that. And uh, some clerks take longer than others to get those out. And so here the, the person's really frustrated because one, they don't have the letters from the clerk's office. And two, they, have, they keep calling their attorney for an update and their attorney charges them every time they call them it's tough. for an update. And there is no update. That's tough sled, man. That's <laughs> tough. If you, Yeah, that's tough, man. And I'll tell you, you know, uh, during the pandemic, a lot of clerk's offices got way behind processing anything, man, filed lawsuits, filed mechanical liens, you know, uh, estates, anything the clerk's office has to process. A lot of them fell behind during the pandemic and all, some of them have never caught up. And, and there's some counties where it can take months yep. to get, just, and it's county by county, right? Yeah. One county will go, you'll walk in there. You don't need an appointment. It'll be done the same day. Some counties you have to make an appointment and the appointments a month out. And then once you get in there and sometimes attorneys can speed it up a little bit for you, but we're not, uh, you know, the clerk's office doesn't doesn't necessarily give us preference. And sometimes it can just take a long time. And it's very inconvenient, especially if you're dealing with, um, you know, someone who's passed away. They've got bills. they got mortgages. you got things you got to figure out. It's, it, it can be frustrating. And then it looks like their agreement with their attorney was they would get they would pay hourly uh, for any time the attorney spent on it. So every time they're contacting their attorney, they're getting a bill, right, for point, you know, one hour or whatever it is to respond to an email. and and so it's uh, their right to be frustrated. The question they're asking is, what can they do about it? Are you posing that to me, man? I'm going to go back. I'm going to do some qualifiers here because you made me sad with that fact pattern. Nobody wants to think about that, man. So 
I'm going to make, I'm going to, I'm going to keep your fact pattern, but instead of like a 28 year old dad and like a young kid, we're going 97 year old mm-hmm. man and his 70 year old child. How about that? Sure. That's long life for that kid before right. he die. I like that better. That's uh, 70, 70 young. Yeah. 70, 70 years young. Um, what was your question again? You know, I just call their fresh. <laughs> what can they do about it? What right? can they do about it? The, well, there's a, it's a twofold question, right? Cause what can they do about the attorney? Nothing, right? Don't call them. And then you don't get an update. Like you can't change your agreement. You could, you could, you could, you could get another attorney, but, uh, you know, in your fact pattern, this, this attorney wasn't doing anything necessarily wrong. Like you could make an argument. It's not super cool to bill people. But then again, if that's your arrangement and someone's going to call you 50 times a day, what do you do at that point? Yeah, uh, there's a balance there. So, there, yeah, there's a balance, but you could get another attorney. But the reality is, is as attorney, we don't have a magic wand. We can't just bust up in the clerk's office and force them to do anything. Like some of these counties, it is what it is. Yeah, I think the answer is nothing. There's, uh, there's really nothing you can do. You know, your attorney is required uh, to give you updates when there's updates to give you. And, and you know, that's... You know, the attorney in theory only has 40 hours a week to bill. And if you're asking for an update every day, you know, eventually you probably would get some time time billed. But yeah, not much you can do here. It's a frustrating situation. I get that. I see it play out a lot, unfortunately. And there's just not much you can do about it. That is a good point. And then uh, on the clerk side, like, what do you do about them taking a long time? Same thing the attorneys do. There's nothing you can really do. You know, you can call and be very nice to them and try to sweet talk them. But the reality is they're 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 busy. They're busy. Right. They're busy. No, no, but uh, so that, that wasn't a very satisfying last mystery question because there was no good answer. I'm frustrated. What can I do about it? Not much. You yeah. could be frustrated. Yeah, I just suppose. be frustrated. Yeah, uh, yoga. You could do some yoga, <laughs> deep breathing exercises. <laughs> All right. Well, gentlemen, another edition of Judica County Radio is in the books. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. They're practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. They have offices located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. You know, making a selection on an attorney you're going to use or a firm you're going to use, very, very important. And remember, Whitaker and Hamer, they want to be your law firm for life. If you've got a question, uh, something you're going through uh, on the legal side of things, and you need some answers, you can always call the firm, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what that call is about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch with you. And you can always email your questions to the show. We'll answer them on a future program, info at judicacounty.com. That's info at judicacounty.com. Well, for Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, I'm Morgan Patrick, again, consumer advocate, and another edition of Judica County Radio is in the books. We will see you on the radio next week. by an attorney licensed to practice law in North Carolina. Some of the guests appearing on this show may be licensed North Carolina attorneys. Discussion of this show is meant to be general in nature and in no way should the discussion be interpreted as legal advice. Legal advice can only be rendered once an attorney licensed in the state in which you live had the opportunity to discuss the facts of your case with you. The attorneys appearing on the show are speaking in generalities about the law in North Carolina and how these laws affect the average North Carolinian. If you have any questions about the content of this show, contact us directly.